I am recording right now. Right uh, now. Right Very now. Very nice. Very nice. Sounds uh, good. You will never get this. La, 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 la. <laughs> well, you need this to be at the very end, like just after like a post-credit <laughs> <Just> scene. <laughs> <laughs> what is it like when we're not recording but recording? You should have like the outro music go and then go quiet for a second and then just play this part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just a bunch of Borats. <laughs> the fuck is on booty? Fuck you, back. Welcome back to another episode of the Adaptive Citizens with your hosts, Elijah and Ben. Today we have a special guest, uh, to us at least. <laughs> it's our buddy Nick the Lefty, the only greasy AK guy I hang out with. Uh, <laughs> what's up, Nick? How you doing, buddy? What's up, guys? First of all, thank you for having me on here. You know, I love what you guys do. Um, I love the holsters that Ben makes. And you guys are making the community better every single day. Aw. Uh, Aw. Yeah. I love bro. your hair. Aww. Your hair's wonderful. Thanks, dude. Dude, Thanks, you, man. you, you inspired me to it. grow my mustache out, too. I was going to say, I wish I could. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny because, dude, I can't grow any other facial hair outside of a mustache. Yeah, you know what, though? I think that's enough. Because yeah. I think yeah. the whole beard thing, so, like, it's kind of funny. We went to this little local event. It was like a... I don't know, local event to my, my town. And, 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 uh, my son wanted to go and do this obstacle course that they had set up and he's it's, it was like a CrossFit obstacle course for like toddlers <laughs> and the fucking CrossFit guys there looked identical. They both had like the five eleven shorts and oh like the, 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 not the mid Converse, but the, the short ones, the lows, the lows with no socks on. And then they had the baseball tees on with a snapback on backwards, stunner shades. And then they both had like those, like they were dads, but they had beards where there was a little bit of gray in them Okay, and they were down to like the, their, their sternum area, but they were squared off and stuff. But every CrossFit dude looks like this in my mind. They all look this way. They all have (laughs) beards and they act like they're not looking the same. Like they're completely different personalities, but they're all the same person. Yeah, man. First of all, if you don't wear (laughs) socks with your shoes, you are raunchy as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I can't imagine those feet like, dude, they don't have any uh, leg hair either. And like, that's, that's like the typical, like sheepdog. (laughs) <laughs> or what, what sheepdog? What was it called? Uh, sheepdog works. Sheepdog, yeah. yeah. Douchebag. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wears a bunch of five eleven. Probably has like half of their closet in grunt style and like. Or they have like but, those like those shirts from Walmart where it's like Budweiser, or like yeah, Miller uh, Lite. <laughs> Look, dude, I'm from dude, South Georgia. Yeah, I'm from and that's Cali, way too close to home. Beach. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, you live in Idaho. There is not an actual beach here. <laughs> the fuck. Oh, I love that when you see like the trucks say salt life on it. Salt life, dude. Yeah. Salt life, dude. Like, (laughs) you know, the part of Georgia I was raised in, like we are a coastal state, Mm -hmm. but like we are almost four hours from any beach and people wear salt life shit. I'm like, man, we live on the biggest lake system, like salt, freshwater lake system in Georgia and you're wearing that shit. Uh, Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, well, so mm-hmm. I guess before we get too far into this and get sidetracked with all of our degenerate yeah. conversations, uh, who are you? What do you do? Who, I mean, what like 
where you come from, I know you and Ben were in the same unit at some point. I mean, not together, but mm-hmm. you know, I just, I'm interested. I want people to know who you are and, and kind of know a little bit more about my friends. Sick. Yeah, man, I was uh, raised in South Georgia, um, you know, spent my adolescent years there and then joined the army and was an infantryman for about five and a half years. And then uh, I got out and had a bunch of different jobs, you know, in security. And, you know, I, I worked at dispensaries. I've worked at bars doing security, you know, and I was out in Colorado doing all this. Oh, that makes um, sense with the dispensary part. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been out in Colorado for almost the past six or seven years now. What brought um, you to Colorado? Uh, I needed a natural medication for when I got out of the army. Okay. And all right. So the weed was, was a, was a, it, a yeah. motivation for that. That makes yep. sense. I can respect that. Yeah, and then I got into the marijuana industry and just realized it was almost as like fucked up as the army as far as organization goes. <laughs> you mean no organization? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I mean, it makes yeah. sense. <laughs> How many um, guys did you meet in the marijuana business that were prior service? A few. Yeah. A few, but like most of them were like uh, on the soft side. Um, there were a couple of psyop dudes. Oh yeah. And they were really cool. Okay. Very cool. Um, and then after all of that, um, 2020 happened and I was like, shit, man, America is burning. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I don't think if, if you didn't figure it out by 2020 that everything is fucked, you are so far behind. Absolutely. And then I, I started getting back more into guns and tactics and stuff and, you know, making a network of people, you know, out here in Colorado, um, showing up, shooting, you know, showing people small unit tactics in the woods and stuff like that. Like I live to get out into the woods and LARP. It's great. Um, and then I got into uh, a gunsmithing school about a year ago and I've been doing that ever since. And then doing range things and getting out of the woods on the weekends. Nice. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's awesome. What school are you going to? Uh, I'm currently at Colorado School of Trades. It is a gunsmithing exclusive school. Wow. That's cool. That's awesome. Yeah. I like that it's so, called of trades too. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it's so general. Yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a good place. Um you know, in any school there's gonna be instructors where some are <sighs> some wanna be there and some just don't. Yeah. And you know, these guys are just they're betas and it's easy just to go around and do what you want. Like <laughs> I, I walk in there I want. Yeah. literally, literally. And they don't, they don't step up to me or any of like the prior service dudes. Cause they need that VA GI bill money. Yeah. yeah that makes I can see that. Mm-hmm. So I'm surrounded by a bunch of like gun people constantly, you know, all I do is gun shit. And like, this is what I absolutely live for. Like fixing guns, you know, shooting them, and then applying guns to certain tactics and situations. Hmm. Hmm. What kind of situations? Uh, like, uh, should we just recently we went out into the woods and showed some friends who had never done like patrol based operations. Um, we showed them how to do all that, and that shit sucks. Like, but it's wrecking- so much fun though. 
It is. It is. Whenever I'm going out there and doing it because I want to, mm-hmm. and not doing it because oh shit, Sarn said so. Like, right. But you know that was almost six years ago. So I kind of been doing this, you know, just because I want to, and I I want people to learn um, how to survive in certain situations. You know, if you have to live out of patrol base, you know, can you stay awake for? your shift and not fall asleep because you know, you falling asleep, someone could come in there and fuck you up. Yeah. Wake up. It's firewatch. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so, um, cause I wasn't <clears throat> infantry. I was not as cool as you. Um, no, so- <laughs> stop it. Stop. stop that. <laughs> okay. No, dude. So when you were, when you were in the infantry versus what you do now, um, is there stuff that you've learned outside of the military that, has been better or do you apply a lot of the stuff that you used in the military? Um, with marksmanship and like going to flat ranges and stuff like that. I never did that in the infantry. Like we may go qual like once every six months, but outside of that, like there was no 25 meter, um, you know, flat ranges, no, you know, like technical skills. Like I remember, I mean, thinking back now, like, man, people were really fucked up doing reloads. Why? Like, yeah. because we never, we never ever trained on any of that. Mm-hmm. But you know, what I did learn from that was just like how to do like magazine retention, which is really shitty. If you having to run around and, you know, make sure mags aren't falling out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I you saw know, this, I, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, I saw this video earlier or not earlier, but a few days ago, a buddy sent it to me. And it was of a, God, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like an mm-hmm. attachment to an SF unit. It's not SF, but it's like SF? a- Yes. They wear like uh, this- I, They're just this wearing like new. OCPs yeah. and stuff. I know their duty uniform, they are, they wear a brown beret, which is very weird. And like, I'm not, either, I've never heard Either of way, they were out mm-hmm. at the range and he sent me a video of the range and, and like he screen recorded the video of this guy because he has a private profile, but they've got this like macho attitude of like, God damn, like we're killing it. We're doing so good. And they were running a drill from like 50 yards in towards their target where they were transitioning from shooters. So, you know, that old fashioned drill where, you know, say you and I are approaching a target at a mm-hmm. decent pace. I'm emptying five rounds. And then when I go to reload, I circle back, I peel off to the left and then you mm-hmm. peel off in front of me. And as I'm reloading, I don't know what, or I can't remember what like they call it. Like a lateral bound. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Okay. <clears throat> and the way they were doing this was just disgusting. All of it was disgusting. The footwork was horrible. They're, they were dropping the muzzle to reload, like almost completely vertically. Um, the excessive lean forward, all of this stuff. And him and I got into the conversation of like, if this is the standard, like, how is this the standard? How are like, what bothers me about this is these are supposed to be the, the special ones, mm-hmm. you know? And, and there's no, the worst part about it is there's no instructor. There's no NCO cadre or whatever they, they or call them, no RSO. Or whatever they are calling them yeah. out there in that situation. But nobody's stopping this. Nobody's correcting it. Nobody's. Hey, try this next time. It was just, Mm -hmm. just finish the drill, go from point A to point B and do this. And they did a version of that. But even what I'm, I'm curious to see what they were shown. You know what I mean? 
And so you have to send me that link. I yeah, I don't think I've seen this. It's no, it wasn't like a. It didn't go public. You know what I mean? It was like oh, a, it was gotcha. like a. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. a hush hush thing. And so like I didn't share it because he asked me not to. You know, it was like a hey, this right. is a buddy of mine, and like I don't want to like put him down. Blast him. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to put yeah. him down because he's super excited about it. Like they show up on the range and they're OCPs and they're like doing gang signs and shit to the camera <laughs> before they get started, and then they leave and they think they're just fucking badasses. But yeah. it's like we know civilians or prior service dudes that have applied themselves when they got out that are training to a way higher caliber than they were then. And these are supposed to be some like SF backup dudes. You know, they're not like SF, but they're in a a detachment of it. And they're, they're way off compared to where they're supposed to be. Yeah, man. Like I, I think that there's not a lot of um, technical shooting application going Mm -hmm. on there. And, you know, almost all of the stuff that I've learned, you know, the, all of the, you know, moving and shooting, you know, all of these things that I've, that I've put on Instagram and all this stuff, like, you know, the flat range stuff, I didn't learn that till I got out. Yeah. I've heard like, that from a lot of guys. And, you know, and that just goes to show that like, there are a lot of people in the military in combat, uh, MOSs that are, that are just there for a paycheck and they don't give a shit about learning anything. So yeah. when they get out, you know, like it's, they didn't retain anything. So my cousin, and, he's, he's, he's actually in right now. Okay. Um, and he was telling me that, so he's, he's a combat medic. So he's not like a, you know, always running guns and stuff. Yeah. But they have their like monthly quals or whatever they do. They have like the range time. But what he was telling me is a lot of the guys have the opportunity to go out and um, train on their own. But they don't go out and train on their own apart from what's required of them per the army. Yeah. There's there's a lot of people in the military that are like that that just – it's a job. It's a paycheck. And and that's what – but he told me he's like there is a group of guys that go out and train on the weekends and stuff together. But they're all in their like – you know, their combat uniforms and stuff like that. And they've got their Serpa holsters, the Blackhawk holster and like a, a Gucci Glock, but they don't know like the fundamentals of it because they're not taught how to shoot pistol. And it's just like super cringy to watch. And he's like the only one that's trying to apply himself and get better, but there's nobody there that he can do this with. Man, that sucks. It it, it does suck. And it's, it's really unfortunate. I mean, you see all the other things that are happening with the army nowadays. They're just the military in general. is super woke. It's, uh, it's become a political thing, man. I saw that right before I got out and I was like, that was kind of a warning sign to me. And I was like, Oh my God, like, I can't smoke the shit out of someone for fucking up or something. And now it has to be a paper trail, you know, in order to punish them. Like you had to give, give them three counselings for the same thing. And then you could literally boot them out of the army. Yeah. Like a dude might get fucked up and do stupid shit three times in a row, but I guarantee you he'll hump your fucking 240 and all the ammo and all that shit right, right alongside you. Mm. Like he's a, he's a goon. Like, it, and you know that's how it used to be, and now it's 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 degraded heavily. Yeah. What do you think, Ben? You your brain's spinning. I can see it. What do you want? I've got say? two things going on. I was messaging that guy by on the AK. Mm-hmm. Are you excited? <laughs> oh yeah, I agree. I'm on excited the price. for him. So tomorrow I'm getting it. But um, so on the, on the you're right about the military because I got out. What year did you get out? I got out. That was a while late ago. 2017. Okay. I got out 
2015, but I okay. I didn't see it as much at the time. Well, but a you lot were at 101st. Yeah. That's a different world. Well, no, I was – okay, so when I was in Hawaii, it was – Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because I was uh, 325. Okay. So 3rd Bat, 25th Battalion. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw a lot of – I don't know, like if you were not within these certain cliques, you were not getting promoted. So I didn't get promoted until I went to 101st, and it was a whole new – people that I could like, Hey, this is what I know. This is, you know, my dedication. That's where I got my promotions. But yeah, I left Hawaii as an E4 and they were just not about it. But I, there was a lot of clickiness. I'm sure you got the same thing. Yeah. Um, dude, I was go, I went there as a, you know, I didn't have near as much experience as some of these guys as far as deployments and shit like that goes. But like I had a whole team I was in charge of, in charge of that had been, in with me and had been way more places than me, but because I applied myself to, you know, all the shit I was taught instead of, you know, just showing up for a paycheck, I outperform these people and then they get salty. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's that honestly, people don't realize that's all that matters was it doesn't matter, you know, how many deployments or whatever you're doing, but if you show up and apply yourself and you're part of the team and you're building everyone, like you're doing your job and you're more valuable. Yeah, it's it's a huge click, man. And, you know, I feel bad for people who are still in because it's nothing but yes men now. Like, like if anything went bad and they ever did like a gun confiscation, this would be the generation of soldiers that would definitely say yes. Like, yeah. oh, there's a bunch of fucking white supremacists up in fucking Idaho. Let bunch me of, just bunch drop- of MVEs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Let me... Let me just drop this like predator strike drone on their face for free college tuition. Yeah. Like let's they just would track say yes bail to that. Thing real quick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, triangulate. Did you see that post I did? It was like just an MVE shooting on the flat range or what did I say? It was like an MVE with a bunch of local MVEs doing MVE on the flat stuff. range. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking, yeah, it's a joke, man. I, I, that's a conversation we should talk about. I mean, I, yeah, I would like your part Well, cause I, you and I shit. talked about this before we even started the podcast of black pilling the entire internet, but, uh, yeah, but one of the, the things that have come out was that FBI, uh, that leaked FBI thing from Project Veritas. <laughs> Project Veritas, yeah. Um, and like even the the Betsy Ross flag was on that as an extremist thing. It's like I liked. I'm not a fan of Ted Cruz at all. I think he's me neither. He's just as stupid as any other politician. Zodiac killer, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but but he had a really good point. Was that Obama was was uh, sworn in, Trump was sworn in, and Biden was sworn in with the Betsy Ross hanging behind them. Yep, and now the just, FBI is saying it's an extremist symbol when we have this flag. Like, I don't even own a Betsy Ross flag, what? but I want one. And he was talking about the uh, what's the Texas the, the come and get the it. Gonzalez battle flag. Yeah, yeah and he's like on it. my boots. I have them every day. Like, so it's just got a cannon on it, right? Yeah, it's yeah. a cannon. Says it's a cannon with a star, and it says "Come and take it." Yeah, so like the but, most unaggressive <laughs> weapon. <laughs> But it was, you know, it's the message, but it was still that he was saying like, okay, how are you guys justifying or saying that this is, yeah, yeah I don't know. I it's, like how he just looked at the director, the FBI director. He's like, what are y'all doing? Yeah. He's like, director Ray, what are y'all doing? Yeah. Well, even then like the director, he didn't even answer the question. Like it was such a, just a bunch of words that were trying to beat around the bush. And it's like, well, you know, 
you know, the sky is blue and, you know, the sign and, you know, I just didn't look at this like, but you're the director. like. And you were warned about this conversation weeks ago in advance to where you could have compiled all of this information to answer our questions accurately. Yet here we are. And once again, once we have the FBI on the stand, you cannot answer any of our fucking questions. So we are now all anyone and everyone that has a don't tread on me flag any type of Spartan or warrior type flag, uh, Punisher skull. Uh, I agree with that one. Come and take it. <laughs> Dude, yeah, fuck, <laughs> burn them all. Burn them all. Yeah, but it was yeah. like, you know, 2005, that was a big thing. Like yeah, if you were in Fallujah and, you know, in that era, that was like a, a symbol to the, 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 to the insurgents that, oh, fuck, they're going to kill us and they're going to enjoy yeah. it. Um, yeah. And that, yeah, it was the Chris Kyle generation. Yeah, it, that put our ears on a necklace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bro. Like that, those guys were fucking literally kicking in doors of mosques and just burning it down. So I mean, like, power to them. But like all these fat kids wearing this shit, you need to stop. Like, <laughs> and the ones yeah. confused with the the don't tread on me and then the thin blue line at the same time. That was pretty funny. Dude, the funniest shit I've seen out here, man. I've seen the Confederate flag. Almost more times that I have seen it back in Georgia. Like, bro, Colorado wasn't even a fucking state back then. Well, and it's funny, too, because they made, you know, the Confederate flag. They were saying that that was an extremist symbol, and that wasn't even on that list. They didn't well, talk about they, BLM or the KKK, these well, actual extremist like groups. Antifa, BLM. Um, but they were right. talking about these people that are like legitimate, have done terrorist acts of yeah. burning down our cities. And he's like, none of this is on that list. Yeah. It's and only patriots. Have any? Have either of you two looked at the whole Mike Glover thing? I would really like yeah, to hear dude, your point I of view on that. Clip. I saw that clip. Like I watched it. Oh, I watched the whole thing on YouTube. Oh man, my like, government doesn't like me. Holy shit! It's like that whole fucking like Tim Kennedy click. Well, he even um, talked highly of Tim Kennedy in that video. Fuck him. They're fuck all Tim Kennedy. They're all part of it. Well, yeah, all of them. And then lions, not sheep. Did you hear about them? Sean Whalen? Uh, yeah, I, that was a pretty bad thing. He's been saying all of his material, everything that he does is made in the United States, but he's now uh, in a civil lawsuit right now because everything that he sells is made in China. Who's this? Uh, Sean, Sean Whalen, Whalen, the owner of oh, Lions Not Sheep. Yeah. Oh, but, fuck. I mean, yeah, I do know who he is. But all yeah. these guys are associated with like Black Rifle Coffee Company, like all like, of these shilled well, companies. Black Rifle and then Grunt Style. Grunt Style. Has shown that they're like supporting uh, some of these anti-gun uh, politicians. Because they're all about lobbying just and making give money. give me something for the cringe and let me die. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's crazy to see because like these are, these are some of the leading voices yeah. through the internet uh, right. for the, the alleged 2A community that they're Ooh. not actually even a part of. They're Man. just benefiting and profiting off of these people and they're not actually doing like yeah. at first, if you look at it from the outside and you don't know anything about these people and you don't do any research about them, you hear about like the American contingency. <laughs> sounds like a fucking great. It sounds very similar to like what we're yeah, doing through operational his... industries. So I didn't, mm -hmm. I haven't looked into it, but what is, it's essentially the same thing we're doing. And I had no idea it existed and he started it in 2020 around the same time all of the riots were happening. Mike Glover started it. Okay. Um, and it was essentially the same thing of like, like our find your tribe almost, but like through a website, and okay. you're like connecting with people in your area and connecting your That's groups weird. together to help with like natural disasters. And it's kind of funny because we started the same time, 2020. And I had no idea until that fucking video came out, not even the YouTube video, but the one when he ranted on his Instagram. Mm -hmm. He did an Instagram live video. That's the first one. I still haven't even watched the full YouTube video just because I just already heard what he had to say. But he was like pretty much saying, boohoo, poor me. I worked for the CIA and the FBI and now they're turning on me. 
And it's like, well, what did you expect? You know? And then he openly admits to working in collaboration with the FBI and CIA, utilizing his American contingency group uh, website to find the militants within it that are actually extremists per the FBI. He's like ratting these people out. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like per the FBI's fucking definition. That's some Benedict Arnold shit. That's what I'm saying. Like you're fucking fake. I don't trust yeah. you. That's red, that's red coat behavior. <clears throat> I don't know, man. I don't like it. I think it's very mm-hmm. shady and mm-hmm. I would never put my trust into anyone that worked for the government for that long and did all those things. I yeah. can't. Well, and you would, well, even then, even if he, you know, obviously he worked that long, you would think that they'd, he would be the one going, I don't trust these dudes. I know what goes on in the back, you know, behind the scenes, you know, don't trust anybody or whatever, but obviously he, he drank too much of the Kool-Aid. Obviously. So that's, that's yeah. where we're at right now within the industry though. Is like, mm-hmm. we're all MVEs now, which is, what do they call it? Mil- militant or was it militia violent extremists? Yeah. It's a really weird acronym that makes absolutely no sense. Before I knew what it stood for, I'm like, what the fuck is an MVE? Is and this like, like GMO? <laughs> <laughs> then I looked at it. I'm like, oh, fuck. I'm one of those. Like, cause I, I, I scratched out like bingo on that motherfucker, dude. Well, and I'm going to hold on one second. Let me see if I can. Um, I'm going to I screen recorded it the other day, actually. You're um, talking about the extremist thing? Yeah. And, yeah, and, have, and one I of the very it. first parts people are asking me about it. It says militia extremist groups. So this is the um, federal Bureau of investigation, militia extremists. This is their is definition. The is, no, is this the is no, this is the definition. Militia extremists oh. are groups, cells or individuals who possess and use illegal weapons. That's their first part and explosives and conduct paramilitary training. They advocate violence in furthering their beliefs, including the violent resistance to uh, or the overthrow of the United States government. So here's there's little check marks they have for this. Uh, following that it says conspiracy theorists such as the New World Order, One World Government, take over the United States. That's the first one. So we're all right there. We're on the first one already. Um, fear of planned gun confiscation. Well, they're already doing. That. They're already doing. That's not fear. They've been doing that since Katrina and beforehand. Yeah, man. Um, impending economic collapse and social chaos, which has been happening since fucking 2000 fucking four. <laughs> well, yeah. and then it's just been like the last two years. It's really been the riots and shit. Yeah. yeah. It's like, so we're not going to talk about specifically BLM or Antifa, the people that are actually going out and like throwing piss and acid and these milkshakes mixed with concoctions. I had a friend, Adam, that was hit over the head with a metal pipe. He was on the fucking news. He got 18 or 21 stitches. Uh, metal stitches and his or not stitches but staples in his fucking staples. head to hold it together um, anti-immigration anti-government fear of the government overstepping their bounds so if you fear that the government may overstep their bounds you are now considered an extremist if you just question anything that the government does regardless of the subject you're an extremist this sounds a whole lot like when the CIA cr- created the term conspiracy theorist which only was a person that disagreed or questioned anything that the government did. That's who created that term. You know that, right? Yeah. And then the yeah, scary it's just buzzwords of different times. Well, if you, if you do any reading, uh, 1984. Oh yeah. There's so Orwell. much. Yeah. There's so much like even recently when they had the, uh, was the ministry of truth. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but then like with saying that with them coming out going, you know, if you do these things, you basically, if you have any resistance a, a, against us, you know, you're extremists. It's like that our country was, was founded on that. The civilian population would keep the government in check. And now the government has way too much power. And now and they're just singling us out. They're just, they're just trying to go, you know what, you know, we don't believe in that anymore. So you, you be just be a, a useful idiot mm-hmm. and, you know, go along or, or else. Well, and, and, uh, another, <coughs> another part to that, that followed all of those, they don't even like preface it with anything. They just have bullet points after this. And it says the Minutemen, Christian Patriots, August, 1992, Ruby Ridge, Jeez. April, 1993, Waco. November 1993, passage of the Brady Bill, five-day waiting period for gun buyers. May 1994, assault weapons ban, uh, interpreted by some as as a conspiracy to take away all guns in order to disarm the people for the New World Order takeover. Bitch, you're saying exactly what it is. That's yeah. exactly what you're doing. and But we're crazy for thinking this? I, they said the quiet list. part out loud. They, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then it continues. April 19, 1995, Oklahoma City bombing. I said that like podcast number two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 1996 to 1999, high rate of militia activity. Bitch, it's increased. It has increased. Y2K, yeah. a big letdown, no chaos, power failures, or government rep- uh, repression. September 11, 2001, believed part of the New World Order and Patriot Act. Bro, they're saying yeah. all of the quiet parts out loud. They are. And it's it's it blows my mind because it's like, oh man. Like if this is the case, I'm I'm worried. I'm worried because this is what a lot of us do believe or at least have questioned to some extent. Like, hey, uh it's not a conspiracy when all of the facts don't line up. Yeah, man, conspiracy theories start on some truth. Right. It, it, it does. So, it's like, hey, so, you know, there's like this $13 trillion that just went missing three days before 9-11. What happened to that? Why did we stop talking about that? Yep. I, I'm just curious. Where'd it go? It's, Can I ask that? Am I am I qualified to ask that question? If I'm not. Shut up, extremist. <laughs> like, I'm just curious. Like. Just asking. It's just. It's just a. Why? Why was there? Why was there no evidence of a plane on the Pentagon when it apparently got ran into by a plane? Where were the people? Yeah. Yeah. I remember I watched a documentary on that. It was called In Plain Sight, like P L A N E sight. Yeah. yeah. And I, I was in like, I was going into. I was going to be a freshman in high school, mm-hmm. and I remember watching that, and I was just. It's kind of unraveled my brain, and it kind of started my, you know, questions of everything. Yeah, it's scary, man. Mm-hmm. Wild time to live, to be alive. There's so much going on that I just—it's hard to keep up. But it's it like it—it—it it, it, it gets me going because it's like, out of all the times that Alex Jones was right, <laughs> we can talk about that too, man. <laughs> oh my god, dude is fucking bankrupt. Yeah. He is—he is fucked, dude. Like, see him on the stand recently. Oh man, yeah. He did have one real good that, one recently. Oh, he's yeah. like talking about the the theory or the conspiracy of child uh, trafficking. He's like, oh, you mean within the U.S. government? Yeah. And he's like, oh, you mean Jeffrey Epstein and the Clinton administration? The Clintons. Oh, oh man, I was like, dude, fucking mic thug drop. life. Thug <laughs> man, life. That dude's Alex going to be dead in like four days. Oh yeah. No, oh, he's going to be unalived. Yeah, yeah he's going to suicide himself. Yeah, yeah he's getting Clinton. <laughs> 
It's funny, but it's for not sure. because this dude. No. I used to think so. I watched him for a while when I was younger. Mm-hmm. I'd say like 2013 to like 2016. I watched him a lot, and then it, he started to get a little crazy for me. And I was like, you know, maybe he's a nutcase, you know. And I, I had a lot of people that were around me that were more liberal mindseted around that yeah. time, and. You know, I, at, at the time I wasn't black pilled. I was more red pilled. You know, I was, I was, right. I was following the same steps. A lot of people did where the two party political system, fuck all these weak ass bitches like Trump, you know what I mean? And yeah. so like, I was all about Trump and then I watched Trump through his first term or his only term, I should say, but yeah, excuse me. Whew. Yeah, dude, I always burp on this podcast and I'll never edit it out. Send it. <laughs> um, so I was all about Trump and then. You know, I started to watch what he was doing where he says, you know, they're going to come for your guns, this, that, and the other. Well, then he starts passing all these laws like bump stocks and all this other shit where he's not actually protecting anything. He's just taking it away and you give him an inch, take a mile. And that's exactly yeah. what happened under well, his was, administration. And he was looking at uh, doing that with suppressors too. Well, we still got a whole fucking Trump train. People are fucking following Trump and they're like, he's going to come save us. He's going to do this and he's going to do that. And it's like, bro, he's hanging out with Klaus Schwab right now. <laughs> you yeah, understand that? The WEF is straight fucking evil. Like, okay, Klaus Schwab, that's okay. Shut the fuck up. Let's get you back to hell. Like, <laughs> like he, he is the that, Antichrist. Man, yeah. if you're that old and you are in, you are German and you are in that position of power, you either knew somebody or you did some shit in order to get there. George Soros is right up there with them. Oh, they're yeah, all dude, they're all in bed all together. All of them. 100%. God, we're so extreme. All of them. Yeah, the government's going to... Hey, you guys ready for the red flag tonight, boys? Yeah. So do you want to hear something really crazy? What's up? So um, I'm doing possibly a larger contract, but I'm doing um, some stuff for a private contractor. He does work for the military. Um, private security, that kind of stuff. So he's well, preface it. You're doing some holsters. holsters. Okay. I'm, doing, I'm making holsters. Yeah. Um, he's got a he's got his own little private firm. Um, he's got a decent amount of dudes, like over a hundred, and they do uh, private security for big names like Donald Trump Jr. and uh, politicians. And we were talking about some stuff, and he was saying that right now, in the uh, reservations for the casinos. They're trying to switch all of the money that is transacted as digital currency using RFID chips. And basically, they're using them as a, a test bed to eventually go to where we as a nation goes to the exact same thing, where paper money is now outlawed. Um, and he said one of the things that they're trying to do is that uh, get rid of the, the drug uh, drug dealers and stuff because you can only barter or use cash for so long. Right. Because but if it's, it's all electrical, it's easier to track. Exactly. Mm-hmm. God, black market's going to be popping, baby. <laughs> it's going to be Kaczynski poppin'. is rolling in his prison cell right now. Holy shit. Dude, for real. So, yeah, he said that they're rolling in, rolling out that. So, I mean, you know, you can watch it, but um, Indian casinos, it's like, I think the end of this year is when they're. It's Native uh, American, you racist. Sure. <laughs> Damn engines. Damn. My wife is registered, you fucking... No, I'm just kidding. So anyways, oh so those God. dudes on the reservation, those casinos, uh, they're the, the, the test bed for it. Dude, that's crazy. And that's that's absolutely nuts. That's I'm so not surprised, up. though. No, I'm not, not at all. And Well, they've been pulling the blanket over those people's faces for... 
yeah. years. When it's easier to take advantage of people that have an addiction as well. Yeah. And no guns. Well, and you got to think too, you know, those, so the indigenous people. Um, <laughs> those people? <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's funny. It's it's no matter no matter how you swing, you're fucking racist. Yeah. <laughs> you're like trying to be like the, the, the them dark fellers, <laughs> like shit. Like so, indigenous people. I think that's the the PC term. Um, you know, right. most of the money they get is from the from the government. You the know, reservations. Our yeah. And, so yeah. if they live on the reservation, they get money from the government because they're living on there. And it's yeah. like it it makes sense because they're the perfect ones to do a test for this because. How are they going to say no? Like, oh no, no, we don't want your money. Only we, it can, we only accept if it's cash. Like, they're going to be like, no, this is what you, you're getting. You're getting an RFID, and you cannot transfer this into paper money. You have to use this. So, is the FR the RFID or whatever? Is that going to be transplanted into their body? No, it's like a card. So, oh. like, so God. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So basically, it's like having a credit. Like, you know how your credit cards you can tap to pay. It's got a chip. Mm-hmm. Exact same thing, but you, there's no. Paper money and coins will be outlawed, right? Whereas so essentially cryptocurrency, but not pretty much. Yeah. But the, but but not the blockchain. Not cryptocurrency. Nope. It's it would be like same idea, but the government has full control. Right. Exactly. Yeah. The right. bad the bad version of it. Exactly. Right. <sighs> I yeah. fucking hate this. I hate our government so much. <laughs> it's exhausting it's 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 extremely exhausting and it's scary especially when you have children it makes it worse because you're just like okay let me take a step back because i'm not full on alex jones yet right yeah but like we even talked about the um the dam the hoover dam Mm -hmm. a week before that situation happened now they didn't shut it down but I think they attempted to. So what was I, I saw that there was an explosion. It didn't look like anything like blew up. It was just an explosion. So an explosion was... happened. Uh, an electronic explosion happened somewhere. Okay. Uh, within the dam, and it caught fire. And um, one of the weird things about it is the video that went viral about it was mm-hmm. you could hear the, the the tour guide that was talking yeah, take to everybody. Picture. Take a picture. Take Make sure you get a video of this. Get a picture. Get a video. Yeah. Like, yeah, like, like encourage. Like it was planned. But the weird part, and I'm not saying it is planned. I'm just saying I'm I'm putting things together where we were talking about this a week prior about how there was national news talking about how there's a drought going on, um, but. There, the water is allegedly evaporating faster than it's filling, and this this water that goes through this dam um, generates power to five million plus people or five hundred thousand homes or something like that. There was a large number, I can't remember exactly, so don't quote me on it. But there was a large number of homes between Nevada, Arizona, and California and whatnot that rely on the Hoover Dam for power, and that because the alleged water was evaporating so fast they were thinking that they may have to shut it down one week later there's a mysterious explosion that happened within the hoover dam and i was like oh fuck here we go they're gonna shut it down now they have their excuse if this is a catastrophic failure of some kind right yeah there was i wish i i'm I'm gonna do this podcast and then come back and like oh yeah this was the information i was talking about someone was explaining like that they they're diverting water I'm trying the whole thing, but, but they were diverting of, water and instead of evaporating, they were diverting water into Montana and Montana was go. flooding. And and then also now, uh, oh, yeah. Vegas like, is flooding and now Ken- too. Kentucky. Yeah. Yeah. So did you see in Montana that like, uh, that national, like part of the national park got washed away? Yeah. 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 Like a whole crazy. bridge gone. Oh my gosh. I think, I don't know if it was the same video, but they're, 
they're watching us and they're on the other side and they're like, that's not the bridge to get home or whatever. And within a couple of seconds, the whole thing just gets taken away. And we're like, oh, well, <laughs> we're not <laughs> going home. I haven't seen that. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Seen. Yeah. It's, but it's, I don't know. Kind of like, cause I was listening to, um, when I, yeah, I was listening to, but, but for the feds that are listening to this though, yep. it's for, like for my, for my handler, please listen. First of all, but, get fucked. But yeah, <laughs> tell your wife I said, hi, uh, <laughs> I am her boyfriend. Um, no, but like it's, is it wrong for us to, to, to be worried or to, to question that when there's no actual straight answers ever given to those questions? That's like, more reason. never be ready enough. And there's more reason to question. If you can't get mm-hmm. it, no one gives you a solid answer. Because I know that, like, to an extent, they only want to give you so much information, not just us, but to the populace, because certain people can't handle certain information. Well, fuck those people. We no, need no, to no. share yeah. the information, though. So when you – okay, so this is just from – working within different businesses at different levels. Yeah. And when you're at a higher level, like say you're, you know, just below the CEO, right. you only give low level people certain information they can handle. Right. And, and there's, they so then they're going to start worrying about their position within the job and this, that, and the other. Which is now if you look at it as a population. Yeah. And I'm not saying that they're to an extent doing that, but you have to be able to, because there's going to be a lot of people that if you give them information that, they may take it for face value, not actually process it. I'm like, okay, I just need to know. They may go and just like the whole toilet paper thing, which I still don't understand. Like toilet paper, all the things you yeah, stop. that was yeah. weird. Yeah. But like, but you have people that will do stuff like that. I'm and over then, here like get a get beef, <laughs> like half a cow, to <laughs> buy right? a cow, get, like, get yeah. food. Well, that's honestly like that's you know like with everything going on with the uh, the food processing plants and the one thing people don't realize is especially with that is that's a, a very long ripple. Yeah. That takes a long we'll time. We'll see it yeah. now. We won't see the effects till next year. Uh, yeah, starting probably, in September, next fall. starting in September is what I heard two weeks into September is, is when we're going to start to see a trickle because one harvest. Uh, so it's, I think it's like one harvest of one year will last us three or something like that. But you even see that's like even, even out here. So last year, because we live in a rural area, mm-hmm. there's mm-hmm. a lot of people that are running, growing potatoes and all of this other stuff. Everyone has tr- like changed what they were growing this year, and it's either mm-hmm. corn or like straw and hay. That's it. Yeah. Nobody's doing potatoes this year, out here anyways. Everyone yeah. has switched from potatoes to corn, so, and, and, and these okay, are things so, that don't need as much attention. Okay, so being that I do live – I have lived here for majority of my life mm-hmm. – in our area, our you know, from New Plymouth out to Boise, mm-hmm. corn in our area is huge. Like there's you don't really honestly ever see potatoes. Potatoes is more like mid to northern Idaho. Mm-hmm. They just do well more well up there or more east. But in our area it's corn, mint, um, you see some wheat, alfalfa, um, you see some other stuff but you really don't see which is I've always thought it was weird that I don't find like Idaho potatoes grown in right. our area. Yeah. But, but no, it's corn's pretty pretty common, but also corn's really um, abrasive to the soil. It takes a lot of nutrients away. Well, and I've, I've heard, though, because of the whole fertilizer situation, a lot of people have, because, due to the fertilizer shortage, mm-hmm. which is international, not just in the yeah, United yeah. States, um, due to the conflict. Yeah, Ireland's got it all. <laughs> yeah, due to the conflict <laughs> happening in Ukraine. Yeah. Um, even, yeah. even South America. 
they they are South America is getting it the worst, and places like Asia, South America, and Africa are going to hit get hit first with the famine or any of these types of things that are going to happen due to the lack of food. Yeah, so we, like, like even if we bread were to increase a hundred percent, that's only twenty five cents. Yeah, well, the thing yeah. people need to understand too is like start looking at food of. You know, like bread is nice, but it's not required. Like there's a, no. you can really live off yeah. of very little that you can store for long periods of time yeah. that you'll be fine with. But it's definitely now while you have the availability to get it, you know, every paycheck, you know, spend like $50 extra on, you know, whatever food that lasts a long time and just yeah. start storing it. Well, same thing with meat. As long as it's stored at the right temperature, yeah, it's, it's good frozen. for a very long time. Yeah. And then, you know, like with, if we're talking about like, you know, food sustainment and stuff like that, you know, don't get the same things every time, you no. know, cause like you, you know, like you after a while, <laughs> after yeah. a while of eating the same thing, you're like, fuck man, what's that some variety, you know, get, get the canned foods, get the rice, get the, you know, the Amazon fucking food, pay, emergency food pails. I have 458 of them. The government doesn't want you to know it. <laughs> what was you did one the other day like that? Or no, oh, it was the, the MVEs. MVEs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the government doesn't want to know this, but uh, I have 458 MVEs or some shit like that. Oh, <laughs> dude, I was fucking dying. <laughs> but, but like, yeah, like even with the uh, with the food thing, like it's like you're talking about the rice. It's like rice is a great like oh, yeah. filler, but mm-hmm. you can do so much with it. <clears throat> yeah. So you can, you yeah. can even add beans to it oh, and yeah. that changes. You're like, Oh fuck. Now we're having a fiesta. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. It's gourmet. Yeah, bro. But you can get those uh, mylar bags yeah. and, and even, even if it's not just bread, you know what I mean? You can get all like, you can get the yeast and you can get the flour and you get all yeah. these things and you can fill these mylar bags with them and just store it away. So yeah, when yeah. it, I mean, if we're going full on depression, you got the stuff to make bread and you got water. If you got water and you got bread, like I think it was last night, we had a power outage last night. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. Like midnight. And it was out for like two and a half hours. You know, my son's sound machine shut off. The monitor shut off. The AC shut off. And we're like, fuck. Oh, no. But how quiet was it? It was so quiet. Is it nice? It was sure. so nice, but it, I couldn't enjoy it because it was hot as fuck. You know what I mean? But it's like backup <laughs> generators, backup yeah. generators. Okay. So here's. Now we're going down this path. Um, so backup generators, great. Make sure it's diesel. Yeah. If you do like a, a fuel-powered one, because diesel, you can literally use almost any petroleum-based thing, like transmission fluid, oil. Um, you can you can burn such a wide variety of that stuff in a diesel setup. Yeah. So it's, I've also seen water current energy supplied systems as well. You, Ooh, I think if you crazy. have... Yeah, if you have that available to you, 100%. We have a well next to my house. I could tap into it if I had to. <sighs> See, that's... But it's not always running. Exactly. It's only during crop season. Exactly. Mm. So that's... so during winter, it's dry. They yeah. cut it all off because yeah. nobody's growing anything. Yeah, and that's our house. We've got the same same water. Yeah. But, yeah. No, it's... But it's... I mean, it's a lot of... It's a lot of things people really need to start taking serious. Um, mm-hmm. I've been I've been thinking about buying a pallet of empty sandbags for a long time I'm just I'm, keeping them in my garage yeah, i'm talking about like the bags just the bags the empty bags so how are you f- gonna are you just gonna go in the field and fill them i've got plenty of dirt i could it would benefit me if i had to dig down six feet in my backyard <laughs> yeah. i'm just saying you'd make a natural uh cellar exactly so i mean that would be not a bad thing but i'm just saying like i mean even if it's just a cellar you know you're making a cellar outside of your house like it does, if you own your house 
So a, a good piece of advice to because we're still going down this path. Um, you you brought me on the book of the self sufficient homesteader. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Ooh. Yeah. So I was talking to my what wife about that? it too, because um, I was like, "Oh, look at my new book," and she's like, "Yeah, I knew about it. That was something I had bookmarked. Apparently, in the gardeners and kind of that group. That's a very very popular book. So oh yeah, yeah. So we should do a post on it. But that I the, I've been reading through. There's a lot of really good information if you have. You know, you own your home, or you in a you're in a house with a backyard, right? But and I think they are working off of like, I think it was one and a half acres. Yeah, I it mean, was full sustainable. Yeah, uh, three hundred sixty five. They yeah. were in Scandinavia, but I mean, either way, it's it's doable. Yeah, you just have to put in the work. I mean, it's just like anything else. Um, but one hundred percent, one hundred percent self sufficient in every single fucking way, which yeah. is yeah. mind blowing. It's a lot of work. My my girlfriend's always sending me books that I need to read about this kind of stuff. She's got all kinds of crazy gardening. Are you dating her? Stuff. I am going out there at the end of the month. Dude, I'm so proud of you. We talked about Thanks, that. Man. He's like, hey, man, yeah. I might have just like copped this one chick. <laughs> yes. And he was like, she's a total traditional chick. She's this, that, and the other. Dude. She's all about like chickens and homesteading and like all and this she stuff. She wants to learn about L-shaped ambushes too. Hell yeah. Fucking awesome. So yeah, I'm going to take the nods out and we're going to do some walking and other things walking and talking and so what's fucking. your favorite what's your what's your favorite breed of chicken <laughs> dude i don't know <laughs> me or hers hers oh I, oh i don't know tiana's got a hard on for chickens now oh uh one of the the reds uh laid an egg today it was like oh, a little, it was a tiny little bird egg yeah it wasn't full but it's they're starting. they're starting to dabble so i cleaned their coop and everything today and i found it and i was like oh <gasps> That we're about to have more laying hands. Let's go! Like so stoked. Like, I don't know. I have, I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast. You guys got a pretty bitching little setup back there. I put in work, bro, and yeah. the garden is flourishing. I'm surprised. Dude. Yeah, I'm surprised. It's doing really good, especially in the heat right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some we're, of our, our pumpkins were not doing so hot because of the heat, but everything else is. We it's weird too. You go out there, you know, noon. All the fucking leaves are wilted and everything looks like it's dead. And then you add water and two hours later, it's like, boom, everything's yeah. back to life. And I'm like, whoa, you know, but we got topsoil. <laughs> we didn't get like all the gardening. Set. Like this is a learning experience for us yeah, that like yeah. last year yeah. we first dabbled in the gardening for the first time ever and total fucking failure, but it's not just a failure because it was a learning experience. There you go. That's how you look at it. Yeah. And, and that's what I learned from that book too, was like the, the amount of, you know, you may have 40% loss, but that extra 60% is is a positive side. You you can actually harvest 60% of it. You know, you may have lost 40%, but next year you, you're only going to lose 30% or 20%, yeah. 10%, 15%, 5%, and then nothing. And then you're just like, I'm the fucking king of gardening. Yeah. I can feed my whole family year round. I got a wood, wood <laughs> stove. Fuck yeah. electricity. You know what I mean? But that's one of the other things that I have a hard time with uh, when we got involved with our, our – local real estate agent is that they are no longer putting um, fireplaces in new developments because get this, it's a fire hazard. No shit. But guess what? If you don't pay your electrical bill, you have no heat, you have no AC, you have nothing. And without a fireplace, you don't even get to stay warm, which is where a lot of people die. So in the state of Idaho, it is against the law to cut out power in the wintertime if you have a child or elderly person present in the home. Well, I'll have a child for the next 18 years. 
Yeah. So I'm just and, and Ben's elderly, so he'll be fine. Just keep having kids, and then you'll <laughs> you'll always, you always have good. a kid. Yeah. But just yeah. you know, it, it, as much as I hate the government and all that stuff, it's, it's but good even to, if they don't, even if they're not the ones shutting it off, like maybe they don't have control over it. Maybe it's like a, a power grid shut down, yeah. or it was attacked, or something happened. You don't have to rely on that. That's the yeah. whole point. Is regardless of being the reasoning, self, being self reliant. Yeah. yeah, the reason doesn't matter. It's it's having that as an option to be given. I would love to stock up on fuel like wood. Yeah, yeah, but and it's, it's not even worth it. I think it's it's partly a fire hazard, but also most people are lazy. They yeah. want to go to a thermostat. They want to set their temperature and just walk away. See, and I There's don't. Not, I, well, I know, but you just buy an older house that has one or you just buy a wood stove <laughs> and stick it in your house. We we There's a house down the street from us mm-hmm. that is it's 2,200 square feet. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a two-story house with a cellar. Okay. And it's 11 acres. And it was built in 1920 Dude, and it has cool. a fireplace. Guess how much this place is going for? You should buy it yesterday. Guess how much this place is going for? And this is why I haven't bought it. 1.2 million. Okay. Not Jesus. almost eight, Seven. $875,000. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yeah. That sounds like the housing market out here. That's it's what I'm saying though. It's like, that's, it, it was insane, bro. Well, it's going to get that, worse. Now the interest rates are going higher. I'm seeing so many plates from so many different States. It's pissing me off and I totally I'm, feel I'm bad about for to coming take- here my ass back to the south at the end of this year i'm i'm good you're going back to georgia right i I am yeah yeah god yeah dude i've never been to a humid place like that i heard it it sucks it sucks but it sucks but i'm going there to set up my business which is nice good so what were you gonna say ben i was gonna say no i i i do miss living in tennessee like do you there's a yeah other than the humidity like the trees the just the environment the 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 people are pretty cool. Um, it's a, it's, yeah. it's honestly almost a different world. I've always wondered that if it's super humid, why is Lucas always wearing long sleeves? Is he hiding but, his his lack he, of gains? Yes, he is. <laughs> I was just about to say that. Man, I went on there and kind of kicked a hornet's nest like oh yes uh, eight months ago. Oh, and no. <laughs> yeah, and like he was talking about getting a three like using the three quarter strap to like make the make his chest rig fit to the back. I was like, man, shut the fuck up with that shit. Just go to the gym. You don't have to worry about that three quarter shit, dude. <laughs> Build your chest. Oh yeah. Literally. Yeah. I said, just go to the gym and that won't be a problem. Oh my God, dude. The amount of just like soy ugh. boys that got upset. Oh, about it. Dude. Yeah. The sycophants are crazy for him, bro. But like the what? Sycophants. You ever heard of that? Sycophants? No. no. Sick offense. Sick, sick offense. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> spell it out. S Y. God damn it! I can spell that shit right now. <laughs> yeah, we can't spell, but we can shoot like a motherfucker. We can shoot and kill you real hard. <laughs> U.S. Army um, strong like tractor. <laughs> yeah, dude. Strong rangers are smart rangers. At the end of the day. Yeah. <laughs> oh fuck. Anyways, it doesn't matter. But so so they're they're essentially the simps for Lucas. Oh, just, literally. literally. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They're simps. Yeah. Um, I, I get dudes. I had dudes that I had this one guy. He asked me one time. He was like, "Hey, can I get a photo, like a signed photo 
of you. And I was like, that's really weird. That is really that weird. That is weird. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. This is really weird. And Chana was like, well, you have that one picture that someone printed out for you. It was like super cool. It was like the size of one of the pictures we have here in the podcast room. And yeah, yeah. it was like legit like poster. And I was like, it's really gay to have a picture of yourself. So I'll go ahead and just give this to him. He's like a super, super like fanboy. And he was like giving me this long Bible spiel of like, you're an inspiration, this, that, and the other. And then he got it. And I, I, God bless this guy, but he got it. And then he like made this post about how I'm on his, he has a wall dedicated to his, um, like, it's like an inspiration wall. Okay. And then, so he was, okay. he was like hyping me up though. And I was like, Hey man, bring it down. Okay. I am totally a normal dude. Yeah. I am right. nothing well, spectacular and I'm, I'm flattered. Thank you so much for like looking at me as an inspiration, but please, for the love of God, do not put me on a pedestal. I may be inspiring to some, but I do not want to be an influencer. I don't want, right. I don't want to be that ever. I may influence you to do some things, never actually giving uh, uh, legal advice in anything that I say. Right. Take everything I say with a grain of salt. Um, but I'm just like you. We go on the range and we stand side by side. We're probably a lot alike. Yeah. yeah. There's the, and that's why like I've always given Lucas the benefit of the doubt is because he's so like I look at Nick and I'm like you're a goob. But I look Tur at Lucas, totally. but I look at Lucas and I'm like you're a total nerd. And yeah. so when I look at Nick, I could vibe with Nick more and easier than I could with someone like Lucas because he's just so serious all the time. Well, and he's he he has a way about himself to be kind of condescending to other people. Very arrogant. Arrogant, arrogant. And, 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 and that's, that's something I've heard from a lot of people. Yeah, a lot. I mean, it's like he's like, oh, man, there's so much good information. But he's kind of, you know, he has, you, you can tell, he doesn't say it directly. Right. But he always kind of almost halfway under his breath will say things that he's like, I'm better than you because I have all this insane gear or, right. you know, I have these experiences that you'll never be able to afford. But yeah. he doesn't say it directly, but you're kind of like, like, dude, like, I get it. Yeah. Which, by the way, we're going to have um, – this was something that was kind of cool. We're going to be working with a, a small firearms manufacturer in the in the near future. They're going to be coming out on the 20th to our open range day. Um, Militia, mm. Militia Works. I don't okay. know if you guys – yeah, they're very small. Um, just a essentially a two-man operation, one being they, the only uh, one doing production. Like Idaho-based or? No. So one of them is in Indiana and the other one is in Wisconsin. But they're going to be okay. flying out here um, <clears throat> Excuse me, the day before the event. And so we're going to be going over some stuff. So but what we're going to be doing is we're going to be developing an operational industries rifle. Dude. Oh, fuck me. A full-on rifle. So if you want what I like, what I like to run, we're going to develop that. And you can buy it from them straight ahead. Like it's going to have our logo on so, it. So they're just an FFL just to manufacture. FFL SOT manufacturer. Okay. Yeah, that's badass. But they're like they wanted they wanted to build a rifle based off of the like the things that I like. So mm -hmm. it's gonna have a quad rail, probably an eleven three or eleven five. You know, it's gonna have their logo and our, it's gonna be a be, collaborative thing. You but have like, to do eleven five because you got to still be the only eleven three. I know. Or, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah, you can only get an eleven five. But like, I'm gonna run this rifle. Like, I'm I'm not just going to do it like i'm going to be testing all of the rifles that we're going to be doing it side by side there's going to be a lot of like logistics involved in this like i'm not going to just go hey this company wants to work with me buy this rifle because we're friends you know what i mean like it's it's i'm going to actually test the quality of it and so if anyone knows me like ben i have always just pieced shit together 
I don't have right. anything fancy. But you I, also abuse the shit out of I it. I abuse the shit. So if it can if it can withstand the abuse and if it shoots better than what I have, you know, if it functions better, it's cleaner, it's it's just a better put together rifle, which I'm sure it will be because it's a gunsmith putting it together, not me. Um, right. This is very true. You know what I mean? Like it's it's I explained to them all the things that I did and did not like, like all the things that I have tested. I've tested almost every single sling on the fucking market at this point. Um, everything that's been talked about, even some that haven't like loud industries, a $30 sling made by a one man operation. I love supporting small companies like that. And now I'm running the, uh, uh, flatline. It was not yeah, flatline. Yeah. Is it flatline fiber co? Is that what it is? I think that's what it is. Sure. Yeah. Right. So smaller company, um, based out of Georgia, I believe. Mm-hmm. Okay. I met him at stockpile. They had an event there and I you know, met him in person and I love the interaction that we had. So I supported him and both stockpile cause they did a collaborative sling and I tried it out and it's a very similar to the T-Rex arm sling that I had. I mean, it's, but I've tried all of these different slings and I have my own perspective based off of these things. And I, I did the same thing with optics and Anyways, I, but I'm not doing it to the same level Lucas is where I can spend thousands well, and th- millions of dollars you're, on you're weaponry. on your budget. I'm basing yeah. it on my budget, yeah. And so, and that's the other thing about these guys is their their rifles, complete rifles, are budget friendly. You know, twelve hundred right. to fifteen hundred dollars for a running rifle that's quality. That's not bad. Yeah, it's really that's exciting. Not. It, it's it, it, hell exciting. It's very exciting. I'm super stoked about this. So hey I Ben, when are we uh, uh, making the? <laughs> When are we making the Havoc Holsters AK? When you know, when are we gonna draw that up? Dude? Hey, well, once you get your business going in Georgia, that's when you guys would work that up. Yeah, like dude. A I... Mad Max AK. That'd be sick as fuck, dude. Yeah, dude, make it do match. it. The Crown Vic. Put a spoiler on it. He's <laughs> <laughs> just got a duck bill on the stock. That's the thing that goes up, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, and and I was even like, because we were talking about it, and I was like, yeah, I think once I get my AK, I'm just gonna get rid of my ARs because even now, I'm thinking about, it, I'm like. AKs are more Mad Maxi, anyways. Well, then you yep. and one other guy in our group would have seven six two. Yeah, so we'd have two seven six two. I, just, I was guys. talking to Nick about this, so I was looking at ammo seek real quick, and I'm like, well, I'm just curious on how much this shit costs for ammo. Seven six two by thirty nine per round is the same cost as fucking nine mil. Dude, bro, she she's trash. Dude, just send it. And it, yeah. and and you can run fucking stealing them. Someone's a bitch is no problem. That's what I mean by that's what I mean by trash. Yeah, they yeah. they eat garbage. Like trash I've panda. shot trash panda. I've dude I yeah trash panda. <laughs> it was so funny. I I gave uh, he sent me a picture of his logo, his potential logo that he's working on. Yeah, I like and, it. it. Yeah, and right. he's super into raccoons and stuff. And I was like, hey man, I'm gonna intentionally continue <laughs> to kill raccoons just to fuck with you. <laughs> Yeah, but it's no operational industry is lower for you. Yeah, <laughs> I, I didn't kill that raccoon because I enjoyed it. I had to, man. Those motherfuckers yeah, kept trying get to get it. my chickens. I'm not really yeah. like raccoons or whatever, but the nocturnal animal I really hate is possums. Oh. Dude, they're great, they're dude. Great. I saw this no, video. They're not because they've destroyed like four of my bumpers when I was living in Tennessee. <laughs> Your bumper? Why are you running across the street, bitch? Exactly. Like, <laughs> well, I had a 06 GTI on bags, and I always drove it like on the ground. And I was driving one of the back roads, you know, all doing little turnies and stuff, and little fucker went across the side and just took it out. I see you drive my car on the ground. Yeah. Well, and I had to. I hit an armadillo too. Those Did it just are, roll away? Yeah. <laughs> Those things are indestructible. <laughs> Your car fucking just stops. Poof. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's like the killdozer of animals. I dude. saw this video the other day, though, where, where like this guy, 
don't remember what page it was, but on Instagram, he shared this video of this farmer boy. He was probably some high school kid. Oh, the badger? And the badger, dude. dude. Holy fuck, dude. Did you see that? No. Oh, dude. He just literally – he drowns out a badger out of a hole. They're just pouring five-gallon buckets of water in it until it pops its head out, and then he grabs it like a cat. No. And he's just holding fuck. it, and it's like – like fucking hissing at him and like there's some girl that she's like oh my god yay you got it and it fucking whips man, back and tries to get him and he throws hurt, the he throws the badger like towards the chick oh because it almost shit. got him oh, and then man. the badger comes at him and then he fucking traps it in the five gallon like he goes head on like no hesitation doesn't run away like a little bitch he comes after this thing with a five gallon bucket sits on top of the five gallon bucket and then i was like oh okay he trapped it like that was pretty badass like you know, he already had it in his hand, got it trapped again. But then he, like, lifts up the fucking bucket and then grabs it again. And he's like, yeah, I got it. Like, he's so <laughs> proud of himself, but he's, like, holding it. And this thing is fucking mean. And there's yeah. badger – where we go out shooting all the time, there's mm -hmm. badger holes everywhere. Yeah. Every single one of our friends, I think, has fallen in one of those at least once. I know Cole did. I got a video of it. Yeah. But <laughs> that was funny. The <laughs> I oh, edited it I with the fucking – I fell through one of those things. Yeah, you did. When we, Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, you were like, what is that? <laughs> is that one of those, like yeah. – Whistle pig holes? I was like, no, that's a badger hole, bro. <laughs> like, what was the video? Like, I think we sh I don't know if you posted it, but we sh at least we shared it. And so, yeah, we were doing covering the, fire. It, I know, but was it the Mario noise that you did when yeah. you fell? Do, 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 do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because <laughs> Cole is a, he's one of our buddies, but he's pretty short. I think he's like five, five, something like that. He's not super tall. Yeah. He's not super tall. Um, but like, we were covering fire, and then the other team is running backwards to then cover fire for us so we can move. And right. so as they're moving back while we're covering fire, one of the wives of the guys was filming this and she's filming the guys running back. And as they're running back, Cole just disappears into the brush. <laughs> and then he gets up and runs out. But he stayed with it. Like he kept yeah. the fucking squared away face the whole time and he got back up and ran into position, started laying That's down fire do. and we moved. But like those That's holes will break your fucking leg bro they're huge and when i went out this we did that little solo ruck like long range shoot on my yeah. by myself i when you get off path out there and you start like trying to just okay this is where i want to go i mm -hmm. need to go 400 yards out and i need a higher elevation there's no road taking you there so you have to go off course and you really need to scan where you're planning on walking before you walk there and i was telling tiana this like i had to change my you know, plan of action, like my course where I plan on walking like 16 times before I got to my destination, because you don't see half the shit that you're going to come across once you get there. And I'm by myself. Like I'm trying to avoid getting hit by a fucking badger or a rattlesnake. That was mainly yeah. my worry. But then you also got those huge fucking fire ant hills. Once you get off course, they're fucking massive, dude, yeah. like three I feet tall on top of those hills. Yeah. Out there. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Idaho is, nature is unforgiving and then when yeah. you go to sit down you got fire ants I, even in that video i posted i got bit by one while i was sitting there i was like oh motherfucker but i still hit my target like <laughs> and, and, but it's it's you know and then you got the fucking goat heads the Ugh. little weed on the ground that shit will stick all over you and yeah you don't have durable clothing you're fucked dude especially like out in the desert out here it's it's fucking brutal mm -hmm. that's, that's why i don't want to live out in the desert <laughs> i mean it's yeah i'm becoming more adapt to it i mean i'm dude. starting to buy things that work for this environment yeah so it's just it's it's expensive especially if you want to hunt out here jesus man it's bad <sighs> yeah. all that shit's pretty easy to get around and do in georgia um dude i grew up like grabbing snakes and shit like that like my whole childhood dude i saw a gardening snake for the first time in like 10 years the other day scared Where? the shit out of my at my house in my in my garden 
It scared the shit out of Leland. It, was it gardening? <laughs> it was just a gardening snake. But, it, yeah. uh, but the gardening snake was gardening? It was. Damn. He's hoeing. <laughs> yeah. I grabbed him by his tail and he almost bit me. And I was like, God, these things are fucking... I forgot how aggressive they were. I remember yeah. I had this friend, my buddy Austin, when I was a kid. He found this huge gardening snake. It was thick as fuck. And he held it up like he had both hands on it one by its head and one on its tail and he held it up like next to his neck to show his mom oh like the size (laughs) comparison and it goes whack right on his neck and he's like ah just fucking screams (laughs) and his mom just looks at him and just starts screaming too and i was like what just fucking hit it like and so she walks up and smacks it and it fucking ripped part part of his neck out i was like dude i mean they're not poisonous but they'll fucking bite and it it's a snake bite dude but yeah. he was he was he was an only child, so he was a fucking pussy. He cried about it. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> My kid's an only child, and I'm trying as hard as I can to not like. <laughs> we're trying to have another kid just for that to not be a thing. But yeah. it's man, I just I, I have a half brother through my dad, so I don't really. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've got I've got six sisters and three brothers. Jesus fucking Christ, it's a lot of love. Yeah, and I talked to one of them. Uh, <laughs> That's a lot damn. of love. No, dude, yeah. that shit's so dysfunctional. I think I only out of all of them, I only have one blood related sibling. Like same mom, same dad. Everyone else is like some side chick b- before the next marriage. Dude. Then the next marriage had three, two with the first marriage. And then my mom went off and had, you know, two more with another. And then there was another side dude and then had another one with him. You know what I mean? Like it's all. That sounds it's all, oh, terrible. It's, yeah. Dysfunction. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> so, and people have wondered why I don't talk to anybody. Yeah. I'm just doing my thing. I started my own family and I'm like, this is functional. <laughs> dude that's no joke but anyways um we have gone on tangents yeah we have (laughs) so is there is there anything specific that like i mean we don't have a huge following um but if nick could say anything to anyone what what would it be what is what is your message to people what is what inspires you and what really uh motivates you every day oh Man, um, every time that I can teach somebody something new, you know, be it on a flat range or, you know, we're out in the woods doing, you know, stuff that sucks. Um, the stuff that sucks is going to save your life. And the stuff on the flat range, it can be very situational. Um, so practice more practical things instead of, you know, looking cool for the gram. Yeah, I like it. Be more, you know, di- like, be more, be more dynamic. Absolutely. Like go until you can't and then go about 30% more. We talk about, uh, physical fitness a lot. Right. Um, how are you doing with that? Cause I know that you've been working on that as well, bro. I have been doing a power lifting routine, um, for the, like the last two years. Um, and it has kept me like extremely lean, but I'm still just strong as fuck. Like I can, I can go in and deadlift probably 455 with chalk, um, with, with chalk. no belt or anything like that. Damn. Yeah, I love how people say that too. It's like with chalk. Yeah. A lot of people don't realize that though. Is like it's something that I had to accept as well. Mm-hmm. Is that just because you're lifting and just because you're eating right, you're not gonna see 
all of the changes right away. And and, and right. you look at the guys that are like fucking huge and they got these massive veins popping out of them. Like they, yeah, yeah, like Tut. <laughs> like that, that, yeah, that takes fucking Dude. years to get yeah. to that level. I mean, unless, you know. You're on some test. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, on some tests or some steroids. But yeah. like, you know, Mark was saying, he, we're going to have him on the podcast very soon. He's coming out to teach our uh, September class. Yeah, I uh, talked to him uh earlier today about that yeah i mean i'm stoked to have my fucking love mark is one of our best yeah. friends but it's it took him years he dedicated years of his life to doing that and it took mm-hmm. i mean he he had changed from bodybuilding and stuff to just living a normal life and then just going to the gym and then he stopped going for quite a while and now he's back at it again this motherfucker's more motivated than ever and he's already back to it bro Dude, he's like fucking jack since since the last since our one year anniversary and or two year anniversary in june He's already gained a fuckload of muscle. He's yeah. cut a lot already. Like the dude is dedicated, and I Mighty fucking mouse. he's he's dude. one of my he's one of my motivations though. As I told him, I was like, I'm coming for you, bro. Like, you look good now. Wait till you see me three years down the road. Like, <laughs> right? it's gonna take me time, but I'm gonna yeah. get there, buddy. Well, and the thing the the big layup he has is he's he's done it. He has the experience. He knows what to do. He knows exactly. He what just to has do. to apply it. Whereas you're still kind of in that figuring, figuring out, out what works for your body, right? And he already knows what works for his body. And I'm still in the cutting phase. I'm not really in the bulking phase yet. I've bulked. Definitely have bulked. I've turned a lot of my muscle or my fat into muscle, uh, mm-hmm. or replaced my fat with muscle, yeah. uh, in in reference to weight, but. Uh, I'm, I'm nowhere near where I want to be. And I know that if this is where I'm at now, working out since January to now, six days a week, if I keep this going for another, f- like, imagine me in five years, if I keep this up, where I'm going to be, like, I'm going to, I'm going to hit that goal, bro. That's, by then, that's my mindset. You'll have your own, like, you know, home gym with like a, a rack and, you know, that's the goal. actually, yeah. To be able to work all of those different muscle groups, you know, what do you, are you just doing body weight stuff now or what are What's no. That? So at first it started with just calisthenics and body weight in the very mm-hmm. beginning. And that's where I, I lost a lot of my weight was just calisthenics, right. high intensity cardio, stuff like that. Um, and now I've started to incorporate weights. So mm-hmm. since January, I've been doing like free weightlifting. Right. Um, nothing super crazy. Uh, I'm at the point to where I need to increase my weight. Like I was just talking in our last, like last podcast. Yeah, right I'm plateauing when it comes to weight. But then mm-hmm. the program that I'm doing now, we just advanced. So we're now right. in a stage two is what they're calling it. Um, and it's increased the intensity with the same weight. And I was like, maybe I don't need more weight because this is fucking right. heavy now. Because like the reps have increased and yeah. the time has decreased. Um, and the the what we're doing, the the movements that we're doing have advanced. Yeah. And right. so it's like, oh, so like this program is actually perfect for where I'm at right now in my in my current state. So right. by the time this twelve month or twelve week program is going to be over, I will have the time to be able to increase rate for the next program. Yeah. Right. Um so it's it's all like it's just mainly finances where it's like I need to drop fucking three grand on weights. To, yeah. to really I mean, get to yeah. that bulking Getting phase. a membership now wouldn't wouldn't hurt because then you can, when you have the money to get the parts you need, right. you slowly just build it while you're still being able to utilize a full rack. Right. Well, and I'm, I, what my goal is really is because I I'm, don't want to spend that money on weights. I've got it. They got a new gym. They didn't have one before, but they do now. Um, and 25 bucks a month is way better than $3,000 in weights. Facts. Um, so it's, you know, it's no further than my shop is from my house. It's, it's three minutes yeah. from my house. Um, 
So it's there's no excuse. And Start and right. the other benefit to that is I don't have to wait till my son's up to work out because I'm I'm a grunter, bro. I'm like, Ugh! you know, my <laughs> wife's like, are you throwing up? <laughs> like, you know, like I'm, I'm pushing through this bitch and I'm not stopping. I'm getting every single fucking so rep in. Period. Do you yep. have to wear a diaper when you're doing it? <laughs> no, no I didn't. yeah, he did like, be pooping. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but I I have the opportunity. Like, okay, now I can wake up at 4 a.m. Yeah. Go to the gym, get everything done before everyone wakes up. Because I throwing weights around in my living room and stuff. My son's sleeping; it'll wake him up. Yeah, and it's yeah. nice because they they're the ones that are taking care of that stuff. So you just show up, show you up, know? and follow my routine and re rack your shit, go re rack my shit, go home. Yeah, one so. of the best like workout programs that I ever did. Once you start getting into the area of like you know, because people have like you know they do like the the basic you know at home body, body workouts and then you're adding weight. Um, and then like, it goes one of three ways, power lifter, bodybuilder, or just like standard fitness Athletic. across the board. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and when I got into it hardcore about six or seven years ago, um, I was doing German volume training and that's like 10 sets of 10 at like 70%. Damn. And it fucking sucks. Yeah. But, but. It turns you into a monster extremely fast, especially if you're eating a lot with it. And, oh, you know, yeah. I went the I went the powerlifting route, but like I'm not <clears throat> doing any competitions. I'm not doing any of that right, shit. Right. Like I know that I could pick up someone off the ground and put them <clears throat> on my shoulders and walk with it. Like I might not do a bunch of cardio, but I'm in the woods and the mountains walking. Yeah, and that's, that's what I like about mine is it's it's very dynamic in the workouts. Mm-hmm. It's very focused on specific muscle groups every day of the week. And then yeah. every every Friday is cardio. And then I like okay. it because every Sunday, because it's six days a week, uh, we have Saturdays off. That's kind of how it works. But Sundays is leg day. Get it out of the way. You know, then the next Man, day is like, the best, well, and that's what that most people dread it. And that's how it was in the I beginning. I do two of them a week. <clears throat> well, my legs are fucking huge compared to my biceps. But... Biceps don't matter. <laughs> legs feed the bulls, bro. That's, yeah. <laughs> legs and core and back really fucking matter over everything. And I've been building my back muscle and, and my legs a lot more. But, like, I'm sure people are really o- over the physical fitness talk at this point. But my main yeah. point is, is Fuck I, em. I, I, I'm, I, I'm encouraging it because there's a lot of people that still to this day, and, and even if they listen to this podcast, I know there are some guys that listen to this that aren't the most fit or aren't even really applying themselves. Um, it's – it's so fucking important for you, your family, and your group. And that's mainly why I talk about this is it's not just me trying to talk about yeah, my there's a, there's progression. A, there's a ton of benefits just from just from working out, even if it's not, you know, to an extent that you probably could. But even just going out, doing something, you know, it, it's proven to leave depression. It's a lot. There's a lot of benefits to it. So well, yeah. There's no there's no downsides to no. working out. No, exactly. Yeah. It's only beneficial. Yeah. It, there is absolutely yeah, like no embrace the temporary suck for mm-hmm. the over like the long-term progression and mm-hmm. success. Um and th- and that's why like we, you know we've talked about the the wokeness side of you know, what you need to know about what's happening in the world and we talk about the medical side and the homesteading side and the shooting side and it's like don't forget the physical fitness. You know, I, yeah. I'm a huge proponent for that. And I, and I think that I'm a good example of that. When I started to actually invest into the preparedness side and shooting side of things, I realized mm-hmm. and looked in the mirror like, yo, you're fat. You're 286 pounds, bro. You need to change this. Yep. And if you don't self-check yourself, and I, there's guys that are bigger than me that are working like a motherfucker and they're doing fucking phenomenal. 
uh, you know, 300, 400 pound dudes that are like, but I mean, they're, they're working towards, you know, like there's sometimes that I have to check myself or I'll see like these larger people walking around the neighborhood. I'm like, these fat pieces of shit. And I'm like, they're out there walking and they're doing something like, yeah, stop it's the same thing with the yeah. gym. Yeah. You yeah. can't judge the people that are at the gym that are fat because they're at the gym. Like they just, they just started They're They're doing something, you know, like, and that's kind of like, even in our, in our community, I've noticed that there's, there's so there's our our own community our own shooting community is fairly I hate the word toxic but um, there's a lot of people that don't welcome new shooters that they're like oh you don't have like you know and they'll take the best information they have and they roll up with their AR with all these red anodized parts and, oh. and they just get fucking eaten alive and they're like no like we need to be able to like welcome those dudes help them educate it in a way of like hey like. I get that this probably looks cool. You probably got on Amazon or whatever, but here's some good information. You know, send them on their way without yeah turning away from it. Well, and I had a guy that messaged us uh, on the business page <clears throat> prior to us coming in here. Business I, page. I know. <laughs> Sorry, my throat's all fucked up. <laughs> I, I'm not going through puberty. I promise. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but he messaged me. He's like, Hey, I want to come out to the event on the 20th. And you know, I only, I have an AR 15, um, but it only has iron sights and I have a Glock 19, but I only have a concealed holster, you know, any advice helps. And so like those messages I will read and then put back on unread because I want to invest time into trying to help them, especially because it's not in person, it's electronically. So things can be misunderstood, this, that, and the other. And it's like, for these types of things, this is what I would recommend. This is what I use. This is what works for me. And just because it works for me doesn't mean it'll work for you. This is like a very common thing that a lot of people say within the industry. And it's very true. Um, yeah. But I will always recommend well, and things. And those dudes, it's like, okay, well, the only thing I would say right now <clears throat> is make sure you got a sling on your rifle. Yeah. Make Out sure buy – well, I mean just buy a – uh, outside the waistband holster and then just go to the event yeah check out what other dudes are running ask them questions be yeah. inquisitive like no one expects you to roll up in like full kit and like i'm ready to go like no yeah. we all started somewhere like just just show up because i had a dude who was asking me about competition shooting and i was like well you know what ones are you looking at and he he didn't know he didn't really have any ideas so i'm like well uspsa is where i'd start and i was explaining to him, i was like dude like honestly just get a holster get a couple mag pouches and just go to an event yeah. start and, that's the way you need to do another thing is like gear itself is a, a self multiplier yeah um like 2020 i was showing up to shit in a bullshit ass like condor carrier with like steel plates a yep. ruger lc9 and a fucking some bullshit ass ar yep. and uh <clears throat> now i have one of the most Gucci AKs on the planet. I have duels, dual tubes, a, a decent AR. And now the only thing I think that would make me better is ammo, magazines, self-sustainment, and that that's it. More, more like, training. Right. You can never you have can enough You can never enough. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's and no matter what it is that you're, you're trying to get better at, training mm-hmm. in general and that subject – you yep. have to put the work in. And I think that's why I have advanced from where I was when I really started to, you know, spearhead this in 2019 to now is the amount of time I've put into this. I've invested mm-hmm. more time than money. That's why I ran an Anderson lower for the last three years, you know, was 
I didn't. But did care. it work? It worked, and it wasn't. It wasn't the lowers that made me a better shooter. Shooter. I haven't noticed a difference between the lowers. It hasn't done anything for me. It's right. just. It's. It's the time and the effort and the amount of ammo that I've put into it. Yeah. Um, the the amount of classes that I've attended and have hosted. The people that I've met and have communicated with. Just ask questions. If there's yeah. somebody training at a higher level than you and you can see it, and it's, this is anything athletic, if you see a basketball player or a football player, not even gun related, you can see who knows how to move, where, like their footwork, their, their hip movement, all of these things, like they're naturally, like you can look at someone and be like, okay, they're not moving right. And then you look at like an NFL player and you're like, he's moving correctly. What is right. it that he has done or that he is doing that is better? And people are like, oh, you need you need to lift heavier. You need to drink more water. It's like, nah, this motherfucker's doing ballet two days a week to work on balance, dude. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's the same thing. You have to refine and 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 really, really work on specific like muscle groups. It's the same thing with like knowledge and, and with any skill, you have to work on specific things. You can't go to the range and be like, we're doing both pistol rifle every single time. You, you right. need to dedicate time to just pistol or you'll notice a, a flaw in a, in a class that you took of one specific subject within that. And you're like, mm-hmm. I need to focus on this. And I've done that so many times. And a lot of that time was just me at the range. Like you will waste rounds. You, you will. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not necessarily a waste though, because you're, you're collecting data. You're learning. If you're, if yeah. you're, you're like, okay, this is what I did. You know, this didn't work. I'm going to try this. You have to say this to yourself. Okay, I'm going to try this. Okay, maybe I'm going to squeeze a little tighter. Maybe I need to lean forward a little bit more into this. Maybe I need to roll my shoulder into the rifle a little bit more. Maybe I wasn't pushing with my support hand on my foregrip up against my shoulder enough and I was I was pulling too hard with my my trigger finger. You know, like what what is it that you're doing that you could correct to refine this? Um, and it's really just working through that on your own that it has really made me the self-shooter, you know, self-taught shooter that I am today. Bro, record yourself. Like, yeah, that was the other that was the other benefit of, of recording yourself and filming yourself is it's not just to get cool, you know, videos for the gram, but it's also just it's a teachable thing. You can look at it and be like, slow it down, put it down to 0.5 speed and watch it and be like, oh, like that video. We just did a video like two weeks ago where I was running a chess rig and I watched that video in yeah. slow-mo and un- un- unknowingly mm. I reached for my belt mag. Instead of yeah, the chest rig. Go for your, well, it's go for your first line. It's muscle memory. So I need to yeah. break that and start working with my kit more than just my belt. Yeah. Yeah. I need we, to pull from my spent, chest rig and my plate carrier more. We spent about two hours on that today out at the range. Um, me and another friend of mine went out and uh, and you know he always pulls from belt first. But I mean, I know a lot of people who do that. Mm-hmm. But you need, you need to be able to pull from you know, your second line too, because, yeah. you know, that's what's holding everything. And the mag like your, to the furthest to the right as well. Like if you're right-handed, yeah. grab the mag furthest to the right, not just to the left in the center. Yeah. And then I'm left-handed. Re- I'm weird. So oh, yeah. yeah, you're shit, wrong-handed. That's so. okay. <laughs> Apparently I'm wrong, wrong rifled too, but whatever. Oh, cause you don't have a left-handed <laughs> ejection port. Oh, that, I think that shit's ridiculous. Just run the fucking gun. Mm-hmm. Like Take I can those run an AR like a man. Yeah, yeah bro. I, your forearm I, says I can, thank you. <laughs> I can run an AR faster as a left-handed person than most right-handed people. Because I've just it. done it a million fucking times. Prove it. Have you ever wanted to get a left-handed gonna, setup? Let's do it, brother. No, no, that would fuck me up really bad. Uh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. See, and one of the things that bothers me a lot. So, like, 
there's a lot of things I, like I've taken out like uh, Ben's wife and stuff to go over pistol stuff. Mm-hmm. We've done that mm-hmm. as like a little group. Um, cool. But like my dad, so he's right-handed, but he's left eye dominant. He thinks he's yeah. left eye dominant. And I'm like, we need to, I can't help you. <laughs> like, I can't. I'm just, like, that's one thing that I, as someone that's trying to teach somebody that I have not learned how to fix. And, right. and it's like, okay, maybe I can't, I don't, I don't know. I need to learn this from other educators. Is that something that you try to fix or is this something that you just let be? I, I mean, you know. I've seen people shoot like that. You know, I, I can shoot left, right-handed with pistol and rifle, but I've seen people be able to shoot when they're cross-eye dominant. No, not cross-eye dominant. I'm saying he's right-handed, but shoot, aiming with his left eye. That's cross-eye dominant. Yeah, I thought that's, that was just that's, like... That, that, that's what that means. Okay, it's just yeah. opposite of what it's yeah. supposed to be. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's... And it's kind of weird for a lot of people, but I knew a lot of people who pull it off and they do it really well, but... And they just have to train. It's a, it's a training bump. Yeah. But him, him having to do that, he positions his body differently. So he's got more of an angle to his head and right. his and his body is more bladed to the target right. than squared off to it. You should try to see how he would do shooting left-handed. Right. Because then he would be on the side of his, his eye, his correct eye, and then he'd yeah. be positioned better. I, I tried that with him one time and he just wasn't having it. He's not. Well, He's also, I mean, my dad's the same way. Very older, stubborn in his older set ways. Set in their ways. Yeah. So it's hard for them to, they have to be willing to go like, okay, I understand like what you're trying to do. I'm going to work on this for a while and see if I can shoot opposite hand than I normally do. Yeah. Because it's me, it, it, I, I've tried it. Like I can transition the rifle. So like I can stay in my right-handed shooter stance and transition the rifle to my left shooter, my la- left shoulder and use my left eye to shoot like around a barrier and stuff. Um, like I just closed my right eye cause you have to find the dot. You know what I mean? So it's not natural. Was he shooting with a dot? Yeah. Yeah. I just wonder if like, even when he's with iron sights though, he even was doing that. So we tried rifle and pistol and he's, yeah, exactly. See? Yeah. He's, he's trying it right now and it just, I was doesn't... trying to like, like, but you, you shouldn't have to move your, your, your body that much. If you, even if you have a dot, you shouldn't have to move your body. That's that, I don't know. Well, how, what, if, if we go shooting with him next time, I'll have to watch. He's going to come out to the September class. He's going to take that, which I think is awesome because he needs to take a class. So, so he's yeah, Tut said he's uh, going to be bringing the heat for that shit. So I'm excited. What's that? Really I said Tut said he's going to be bringing the heat for that shit. So That's, hopefully it'll cool off, so you're not like sweating your balls off. Uh, it'll be cooler in September, mid September. September yeah. 17th will be our pistol rifle class. So if you're interested in taking that, go to operationalindustries.com, go to classes and events, and sign up. Um, I think it's only 125 bucks for an eight-hour class for both pistol and rifle. And Tut's teaching it? Tut's teaching it. He's a phenomenal educator. Fuck yeah. He's a very influential individual. Yes. So what, what in your opinion, would pair well <laughs> with an AK for a pistol? Oh. 1911. I'm just kidding. Oh, dude, fuck no. I have both things that everyone hates in America. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Actually, I, if you're going full Slav. Um... Honestly, the probably the closest thing that you could get to any full slob would probably be a CZ. Really? I'll say either CZ or HK. CZ. Czech Republic. Yeah, CZs are dope, man. What's up? There's some cool little guns. Get like a CZ SPO one. Mm-hmm. Or the MP443 Granch. What? Yep. What? Or the the 
how do you say that? Russian cosmonauts? <laughs> yes, please just give me a Tokarev. Yeah, yeah, Tokarev. Yeah, the TT. Dude, those things are bitching, man. 7.62 by 2.5 is a lot of fun. Yeah, Soviet pistols. Five combat handguns used by red the red army is what it says i just was googling it yeah yeah i don't i don't know enough about russian weapons other than the ak but russia wasn't the first one to develop the ak was it wasn't it china no was russia no it was russia mikhail kalashnikov created the whole gun um he was a tanker got fucked up and then he spent a bunch of time on like like medical leave and he wanted to pursue a career in agriculture and um you know his country needed a weapon a firearm and he stopped developing agricultural shit and started making weapons no i and, think that needs to have a macro you know, i'm sorry don't they doesn't the macro yeah, shoot everyone the, should have one they're like cool the nine by it's not even a nine mil it's a it's own special round yeah yeah Mm-hmm. But the, they they have a uh, yeah, dude. it's a, it's a twenty it's a nine millimeter pistol and it's a it's a twenty round magazine. Yeah, but the it's special rounds. They're not nine mil. I mean, it's nine. The projectile it's not nine is by nine. It's, it's, not, it's not nine by nineteen Luger. No, it's um, I want to say it's like nine like nine by eight eighteen. Yeah, it's like it's just, like just enough. some kind of crazy shit. Hmm. Yeah, the Russians kind of had ammo figured out a long time before we did. Yeah, like, which is funny because their shit's way outdated. (laughs) I mean, at least from what I'm seeing, they're not as up to par to where they're supposed to be. I mean, North Korea is like, yo, I got some bodies I got to get rid of. Here's a hundred thousand fucking troops. (laughs) Did you see that shit? Yeah. Uh, Have you seen? Mm -hmm. uh, how China's positioning all of their tanks on the Taiwan border. Bro, I literally God thought they were going to shoot down fucking Nancy Pelosi. Oh, God, my God. We, we, we only be so golden. <clears throat> they missed a golden opportunity. They did. Nah, I think all of it's... It's it's all propaganda. Yeah. yeah. It's all planned. Yeah. It's all yeah. fear-mongering bullshit. Yeah. Like that little reel, yeah. that little quote that I put out. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, like... Don't let it control you yeah. or something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My wife, so we were on our way home. We went to the, the Parma drive-in. And I was kind of explaining to her all of the stuff that we've been talking about in this podcast. And she was kind of like, yeah, I think it's good to understand what's going on, but not control your life because you're going to lose your life, not like die, but you're going to look Psychologically. back. Yeah, but you're going you're gonna to be so involved in that you're going to miss the stuff that you should be enjoying right now. So that's a healthy reminder. It is like, I mean, even, even I need to remind myself that from time to time because I'm heavily invested in a lot of this stuff. It's it's stressful. It's, you know, you get so worked up. Like it really controls like decisions. Like, do I even spend money on this or this? Because do I need to prep for this? And it's like, but for me, I've always enjoyed working on cars and stuff. And I'm like, I don't want to put money in cars because you know, what if shit goes down and you know, so No, I get it. I think it, I think it was a good reminder. It is a good reminder. I think it's very important that we still have a hobby apart from all of this. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in my my new hobby was uh, coaching T ball. That was very. It was a very nice change. This is my hobby. This is a new hobby too. Yeah, this yeah, is separate from. Right. I mean, obviously, we're talking about a lot of the things that are surrounding. But I mean, like our businesses 
and our personal life is surrounded around these things. And that's why we're so passionate about it. You, right. you, you can't start a business about something that you're not passionate about, or just literally will not work. At least unless you're just one of those people that just invest in businesses and you're just in it for the money. I mean, I get it. I mean, that's a different yeah. form of business. But for us, like for me personally, like I'm extremely passionate to the point of almost being emotional in a lot yeah. of aspects of this stuff. Like I am extremely invested. My entire life is invested in this business. Um, and it's, it, it is a business, but it's my life. Yeah. And I'm sharing that right. with other people that have the same mindset or have the same background as I do um, that are evolving into stronger men. Yep. So I think that that's important because like we were talking in, I believe it was two podcasts ago, um, like leadership is lacking in a lot of places. And, you know, if, if you're going to be about it, then fucking be about it and try to lead in the best way you can. Uh, by yep. example, first off, you can't preach yeah. something and not do it. So that's, you know, the whole physical fitness and the training and the homesteading and all that. You got to fucking exercise these things if you're going to be about it. So you don't got to be an expert. You don't got to be a fucking what are they, the world's strongest man or anything like that. Yeah. Just, uh, just, just be about it, man. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Nick, if, if there was anything you could leave any, like the listeners with, uh, before we wrap up this podcast, um, what would be the, the final words that you have for these beautiful individuals? Do everything that you can with a hundred, 110%. And then once you're at that 110%, give like 50 more percent and keep fucking going. Like, you know, just don't give up on your fucking goals, you know, generic stuff like that. You know, like it just, just keep pushing. That's all I got. Okay. Ben, do you have anything? I had same thing. Um, just make sure keep your head your, your mind clear and, you know, enjoy where you're at in life, you know, because if shit goes down, you're going to regret not enjoying the time you had right now where yep. everything is still, you know, relatively accessible and you can still live your day to day. I like it. So since these were very uh, touchy subjects, let's end this in a dad joke. Who's got a dad joke? I did one last podcast. Uh... I think the guests should have one. Yeah, come on. Give me Fuck. your best um, dad you're, joke. You're at your Nick. computer, man. Like, Google dad that joke. shit. Uh, <sighs> Fuck. <laughs> 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 See, mine was, uh, uh, why, why are, what was it? What was the, what was the one I did? God damn it. Some about orphans. It's like, why are orphans really good at, uh, or why are orphans really bad at dodgeball? Because no one misses them. Because nobody misses them. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. I don't know if that's a dad joke, but that's a good joke. That's a good joke. That is a good joke. That wasn't my joke. I just heard that from someone else, but Still, hey, it's, it's a good one. It's a good one. What did the evil chicken lay? I don't know. I don't know. Deviled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing about dad jokes is you don't have to like it, but we're going to laugh at it either way because <laughs> it's funny to us. We'll laugh at it. I can't joke. believe they let you in here. <laughs> <laughs> they just let anyone in here, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, thank you, Nick, for being on the podcast. It was good yeah, to have yeah. you, man. I hope you're doing good. Um, you sound like yeah. you're doing good. Yep, so. doing great, man. Good, good. Thanks we'll for having me on. Yeah, Love we're you guys. definitely going to have you in uh, in person at some point. I know we will. So we'll, yeah, uh, you, you'll be back on the podcast again. If anyone wants to reach you or contact you, how can they find you or support you? Um, 
you can find me on Instagram at, at Nick the Lefty. Um, same thing for Twitter. Um, this kind of the only two I use. Okay. Um, you can have my OnlyFans too. Pretty popping. <laughs> Bunch of feet pics. O- only Nick's. <laughs> only. N- <laughs> See, yes. there's the dad joke right there. I like it. Yeah. All yeah. right, man. We'll tell next time, guys. We're out of here. <laughs>